What up, fam? Stephen Bro and Cortez here, welcoming you into the Stephen Bro and Cortez presents the YVF Not Podcast. I'm gonna figure out how to say that correctly. Before we do that, just come on in, y'all. Let's have fun. It's episode 21. Get out of town. All right. One, two, three, four, nine. We're back. Episode 21. Um, I'm a little up, had a little bit of coffee, had a little morning conversation with my mentor, Janet Miller. Shout out, Janet Miller. We were talking about theater, y'all. Talking about it being shut down. What the hell are we going to do, y'all? Shit's crazy. We're going to do virtual shows for a year? Is that what we're going to do? I don't know. I don't know. If we are, fuck. Catch me in the next production of Sweeney Todd virtually, I suppose. I'm not, but... Dude, I mean, if we have to, we have to, right? I know Independent Shakespeare Company over at... Blah, there you go. Hold on. Let me just... Blah, there you go. Let me just get that better. Independent Shakespeare Company over at uh, in LA. I know they're doing... They did a virtual Romeo and Juliet, and it was really good. It was good. It was good, but... Mm, I don't know. If we have to start paying... Like, I, don't, I just... Uh, like, that's the thing. I don't know if I would pay. I don't know if I would pay. I don't know. I don't know if I would want to pay for a show that I'm watching on my computer screen uh, or on my phone. I don't know if I want to pay for that. And you don't have to pay for independent independent Shakespeare Company in general. You don't have to. <coughs> <coughs> don't worry, folks. Not COVID cough. It's a cannabis cough. Um, but, yeah. What's going to... Um, What's gonna happen to uh what's gonna happen to Broadway? Who's gonna like who's gonna pay for that? Who's gonna pay for that to reopen? Are all all Broadway stars are just gonna have to pull their money together. Everyone's gonna be poor for a hot second, but every incredibly rich Broadway performer, because it needs to be needs to be the performers, like producers short, but like we can't have no big wig company coming in and being like, Here's our money to help you come back to life and we own you and we have Complete creative control over your art. We can't let that happen, y'all. We can't let that happen. So I'm putting it out there, Lynn Manuel. Call all your rich Broadway friends. You know, I mean, fuck. I, I mean, Lynn's got money because he creates, but Broadway performers are like, we're poor too, man. We don't have shit. We work on Broadway. It's not crazy, okay? We work eight days, eight times a week, eight shows a week. We're tired. But we want to go back. We want to go back. So welcome to the Why the F Not podcast, y'all. We're starting off with a bang because coffee has been digested and we're all we're all here. We're all here to be lively and awake. How are you? How are you on this beautiful Friday? Mm. It's Friday, y'all. Okay, so quick shout out to... Uh, to my friend, let's see, hold on. To my friend, I think I already shouted them out. Let's see, let's shout out my friends who are making podcasts right now. Let's shout them out. So when you go to the Anchor app, ooh, the Anchor app, and we go over to, uh, we can you can search up, you can search up with, which, uh, which uh, we call it? Hold up, come on, stay there. You can search up what you want to listen to, right? Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a service for podcasts. So let's see, we have. The Jaking Off Show. Mm. Let's see. The Jaking Off Show. The Jaking Off Show is a current events discussion with friends, artists, filmmakers, musicians, actors, comedians, writers, and business owners alike. 
With storytelling and tales of woe, woe, woe abound, the Jaking Off Show is more than just two people having a little chit-chat over grass and drinks. It also spreads knowledge and artistic works from various artists of all levels. That's wonderful. Look at Jake getting it. Look at Jake getting it. Have fun, dude. Yes. And here we go. Here's the next podcast created by my friend, uh, Laylee Brinzia. Brinzia. I don't think I've ever said your last name, Layla. I'm terrible. I'm a horrible friend. But Layla and her friend, uh, Gia Doxy, uh, they have a show called She Fucking Did That. We're Gia and Layla. And as strong women, we love to celebrate other strong women. We talk about the badass women we never learned about in history class. Some people you might know by name, but you may not know their whole story. Some women you may not know, may not heard have heard of at all, but have shaped the course of history. We are here to bring all these stories to you. So grab a glass of your favorite drink and celebrate the work that these amazing women have done because they fucking did that. We got morning music class here, guys. We got morning music class starting out soon. <laughs> but yeah, that's Layla and Gia's uh, podcast. She fucking did that. Uh, so go check out Go check out Layla's show, Layla and Gia's show. She fucking did that. Go check out uh, Jake's show, The Jaking Off Show. Go check that out. That's a good time over there. Uh, but right now, you are listening to the Why the F Not podcast. So Why the F Not, let's get going. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, let's talk about musicals and how much we love them and why we love them. And what is, like, what's the what's the current, what's the current status on uh let's see I'm, I'm typing this in current status of uh of broadway because right now as we know broadway's closed until june of 2021 oh. let's see how they're doing their scales that's right practice your music practice your music wait milo woke up he got he got roused up by the uh by the trumpets playing in the background let's see check the status of upcoming broadway shows Broadway won't open in 2020. Statement. Let me see. Hold up. First off, why am I? Mm, mm, I don't know. So I don't. I don't know about y'all, but I don't feel so comfortable anymore using using Google for my searching needs. So now I want to be using more of DuckDuckGo, just because I just want privacy when I search shit. You know, I just want privacy. I want to know that. I'm searching for shit that I want to search for, and then I'm not being told. Because I don't know if y'all knew that, knew this, but from the social dilemma, it shows you that when you Google something, the search results of your Google, of your search Google search, will vary depending where you're from, depending where you are regionally. Come on, that's that's weird. So like. Depending where you are, you search up global warming, and you know how Google finishes off the search for you to suggest it gives you suggestions. Depending where you are, you might get something that says global warming is a hoax, global warming is a fake, whatever. But other places it'll tell you global warming is real because it is real. <coughs> Ooh, <coughs> got excited there. That was a good cough. Um, but yeah, so let's just start checking out DuckDuckGo. Oh, man, I got to get a new mic stand or something. This one's springy. Man, if I get that Patreon going, y'all, that's what it's going to be for. Patreon's going to be strict, strictly for 
making this podcast better. I want to Twitch stream this podcast. I want to trick. I want to Twitch stream this, make it live. Y'all can see my face. But um, but we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I want to. I just gotta do stuff. I need to do stuff because I'm dying inside as a creative person. I'm dying inside. I'm dying inside of being stagnant, you know. And I, and I want to do stuff, but I don't know what to do. Like I, 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 I'm not a writer. Like sure, I could write. I could take pen to paper and create something that's in my mind and put it on into the real world and be like, wow, look, I made this. But I have no need to do that. I just want to sing and dance. <laughs> all i want to do i just want to sing and dance i I just really want to i really want to get with a group of friends hang out for like four six months and make magic for a little while you know what i mean that's i really miss that that's probably the best part about doing a show it just feels like summer camp and i miss that i miss i miss the drama i miss the laughs i miss the tears i miss the i miss the sense of a sense of dread walking into walking out of an audition thinking oh, I could have done better nah fuck that I want to go back to an audition now and not care anymore I don't care can you imagine the hordes of actors you're gonna you're gonna come across at an audition after COVID can you imagine the first audition post COVID how crazy that's gonna be is there gonna be plexiglass in front of you and the auditioners now is there is there going to be a COVID test before every audition? Is there going to be a COVID box to check off during an audition? Have you been tested for COVID? Yes. If so, when? They want to know all that. I swear to God, this is all. Le- is this leading to tracking? Because there's like there's like people talking about Bill Gates working on a working on a, a cure, right? He's working on a vaccine, right? Or he's promoting a bill. Let me see, Bill Gates vaccine and nanobots. You heard me. Why is Bill uh, Bill Gates being attacked for fighting COVID-19? Microchips inserted via vaccine would be a terrible way. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Microchip inserted via vaccine would be a terrible way to track people. The article is part of Privacy in the Pandemic, a future tense series. The coronavirus pandemic has spawned a glut of conspiracy theories as nefarious actors work to capitalize on people's fear and anxiety, further dividing us through bot accounts. See, and that's what Russia did to us with uh, the 2016 election, a bunch of bot accounts just trolling us. Some of these theories center on Bill Gates, who's been funding quite a bit of uh, coronavirus vaccine research. Gates has long been a target of conspiracy theories, but the pandemic seems to have reached, uh, has uh, ratcheted it up a notch. Hmm. But anyways, I digress. That was a bathroom break. I don't know if you noticed it, but hopefully it was flawless. Um, let's see. What to talk about now? Oh, we're talking about Bill Gates. That's what we're talking about. See, now I'm back. Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Bill Gates. I don't know. He's not a doctor. I would. I don't feel comfortable listening to what he has to say. I feel like in this country we're just listening to people who have money. Whoever has the money, we just we just listen to them. We assume they know best. We're like, yeah. Do you have a degree? No. Do you have any? Uh, oh shoot! Someone's calling me right now. All right, gotta take a quick break. 
All right, can you say something? Hey, world. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right, Mary. So we're just talking about we're just talking about theater and how much it sucks and it's depressing that Broadway isn't opening until June of 2021. How are you doing? Not not having a place to find your light, or not having a place to play pretend. It's interesting, not having a stage because that is where home is. I've been thankful to stay creative during these times, whether it's my own things I'm doing, or if I'm getting asked to do a reading or record something or whatever. It's not the same, but I think it's the only thing I can do to find a balance without the lack of a stage and an audience and rehearsal time with other people who are like you. Um, but as, as terrible as it is, it's nice to know that all the theater people are supporting each other as best as they can right now because that's all we can do yeah let's just let's just support each other that's why i just keep telling it like oh my friend someone else has a podcast this person has a podcast this person's doing this this person's doing that yeah just gotta hype each other up right now keep each other sane oh yeah for sure because i mean i as much as like Yes, we perform partially for an audience. We like to be with people and make people smile and cry and feel. Um, But it's also so much just the process, like finding a character and learning them and finding what you love about them and... And And forgetting about your own personal past trauma so you can just ignore it and just focus on something else that's better. Yeah, and, and doing it with, with other people who appreciate the craft. Oh, yeah. Who relate to you. Who are like, yeah, sure. I have a, I have a issue with validation right now that I'm getting it through theater also. Oh, friends. <laughs> it's just a, it's sad. It's, it's really sad. And um, I'm over here crying while I sing my music sometimes by myself. Just yeah. singing into the unknown. Feeling like Elsa at the beginning of that second movie. I know. Yeah, second movie Elsa. She's she's learned to manage uh, her feelings. I think we're. I, I think we're all we're all sec- We're definitely second movie Elsa. We're, we're we're there right now. That's who we are. Oh yeah, I'm like singing to like my ghost mom, and I'm just like save my feelings. Holy God! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean. Best thing to do is love ourselves as much as we can right now and mankind and create what we can with the resources that we have because even when the stage shuts down, we are still artists and it's that that gets us through the turmoil and and even the happiness and it's how we it's how we find our joy and a part of therapy and balance. And we just keep going as artists because that's what we do. What else are we going to do? Just roll over and die? We can't do that. Eat some KFC. Hey, get that, get that bowl. Get that really, that, that, that stoner, that stoner's buddy bowl. Yeah. It's so good. 
mashed potatoes, corn, fried chicken bits. Mm. Gravy. Oh, I forgot the gravy. Ah, uh, because I have this theory that if food looks like vomit, it actually just tastes amazing. Ugh. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the uglier the food, the, the yummier it is. If it looks like it's already been processed and chewed up, mmm. Yeah, if it's a regurgitated bird meal, it's going to be so good. That's why I love smoothies, because that's what that is. Smoothies are just regurgitated <laughs> bird meals. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, so Princess, where can they find you? So if they want to like be like, I want to see funny Mary's Astro content, where can they find you? So you can find me at Mary's Astro, M-A-R-Y-Z-A-S. Mary Zastro. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. That was Mary Zastro, the one and only. She'll be back later on. That was just a little phone call interview we had with her real quick. But, yeah, she's a, she's a really a dear friend of mine from back in the day. I was actually, no, not in my first show with her. No, 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 no. I met Mary back when we did Les Miserables. And we did that over at uh, the Simi Valley Cultural Arts Center. Shout out Simi Valley Cultural Arts Center. Shout out Fred. Shout out Jan. Um, we did Les Mis over there. She was, uh, she was a lead. I was in the ensemble, so I barely spoke to her. You know what I mean? You know how it is. You know, leads walk around, heads up high. Ensemble walks around, heads down low. I'm just kidding. That's not how it was. But it was at first, though. It was at first, but she was just messing around with me. I didn't know this at the time. But I would walk back past her, and I'd be like, hi, Mary. <laughs> and she would just look at me and be like, don't talk to me. I'm a lead. And just walk away from me. <laughs> but the thing is, though, she'd come back and say, I'm so sorry, sweetie. I'm just kidding. That's not me. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But she can. Because here's the thing. Mary is like, she's got like the humor and comedy chops of Lucille, Lucille Ball. But she has the voice of, how would I compare her voice? How would I compare her voice? I mean, she's able to sing stuff like, what, what's her name? Oh, my God. What's her name? And, and Les Miserables. Uh, she's able to sing stuff like Fantine really well. Uh, and she's also able to play the mom from from Matilda really well. And you go from... So she's a character actor, but she also can sing the shit out of anything. But she'll be back later on for an interview. That'll be fun. But yeah, y'all, you heard how it is. There you go. See, I'm not the only one. See, I'm not crazy. Theater is necessary. We're needed. I think... I, I, we're, we're, we need we need to come back to it. We need to come back to it, or else we're all gonna go crazy, and we're all just gonna be doing virtual monologues at one point. Oh my God! What if we started doing that virtual monologues just to do something with our lives? Um. Oh my God. She was so Mary was just telling me about. So she had to go because she had to go do a. She had to go to a a drive by birthday. Fuck, man. Like that sounded terrifying at first. I was like, you're gonna do what? A drive-by birthday? Happy birthday, bitch. Pop, 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 pop. And just go by it. But no, no, no. It's one of those weird things now. I think it's weird, but just because it's different, not bad, just weird. It's fucking weird that we're just driving by someone's house for their birthday. Ha, ha, ha. Happy birthday. I hear a bunch of them, dude, outside my window sometimes. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Stop honking. Shut the fuck up. Birthdays, I mean, oh, God. Unless it's for my birthday, because then, I'm just kidding, please don't drive by. Please don't drive by for my birthday. I'm not telling you my birthday, y'all. 
Oh my lord. But um but yeah, she'll be coming back soon. I want to get more friends here. I want to get more friends here for the uh for the podcast. We're gonna interview friends because I'm bored now. It's been two weeks of just me, and I'm bet you're sick of me, y'all. We have hours now of just my voice ranting off. But you know what? We're gonna have extra voices jumping in here. I would love to have my friend Layla and her friend Gia. Did I get that right without looking at it? I hope I did. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, but I want them to get in here because I want them to talk about because their show looks legit. Their show compared to mine. Oh, I love their cover art. I love their intro music. We don't even have an intro theme song here. We'll figure it out later, y'all. But but yeah, man, uh, we're going to have more friends coming in and we're going to interview more people because we need to reconnect. We, we're going to do it via freaking Zoom or something. I don't know, but we're going to make it happen some way, some form or another. Now, now that we're back to the the regular show. Um, I just got these questions. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can just answer these questions. Okay. We're going to answer these questions. Am I religious? Religious, religious. I mean, I was raised Christian, so I got like that Christian background, but I, uh, I don't know. As a kid, I never was one to, to just, I don't know. I was never, once you find out that there's more than one religion, it's hard to, as a kid, cause you don't have that ego. You know what I mean? You don't have that self-righteousness i suppose that comes with age of thinking like i'm right and you're wrong pointing at everyone else but when i when i when i raised christian stuff oh but you there's one really awkward moment so dude so the, the the pastor's wife one day was talking to me about like you know how bad it is to to masturbate and that some people do that and i was like and i'm a kid and i'm, I'm looking at her and i'm just thinking like people really do that no way they really do that kind of thing and little did she know i was already masturbating at that point not in front of her obviously but i mean like in privacy at home i was already at that age where i was masturbating it's just a really weird thing it's a really weird thing for and in religious groups right to just like demonize or taboo sex and make kids feel all bad for what they're doing and shit all they're doing is like fuck it's my body my body's doing shit uh mm, don't make me feel bad about this Fun fact, HBO taught me how to masturbate. I don't know if that's too much to say. But yeah, those like late night HBO shows. Like there was like a cartoon, a cartoon guy and he was and he was masturbating. And as a kid, I'm like, oh, what is is that what I was I'm supposed to spit on my Oh okay. That's how you do it. Okay, okay. Um yeah, see I didn't need HBO teaching me about me maturing you see i didn't need that it'd be nice if i had school or if i had i don't know parents i'm just kidding my mom would not have known dude i was talking to my mom the other day um and so my mom she immigrated to this country when she was about 17 16 i don't remember but she was really young she was really young when she uh when she immigrated here came from uh, from el salvador she came from my mi pueblo salvadoreño yeah, for those, yeah, homo sub, Steve Brogan Cortez, that last name, that last name's real. It's not just there for show. Yo soy salvadoreño, aquí estoy. ¿Cómo están mis amigos? Bienvenidos a la obra. Estamos aquí a la hora del programa. Vamos a hablar de la vida. Vamos a hablar de no sé qué, porque sabe qué, por qué no. Por qué no, ¿verdad? Estamos aquí con Steven Brogan Cortez. Y el programa se llama, ¿Por qué chingadera no? Por qué ching is that how you would no what would be in Spanish? Por qué no por qué ching por qué puta por qué hijo de su puta madre que no that's what's gonna be called in Spanish. Steven Brogan Cortez presenta y por qué 
puta madre que no. I'm just, I don't even know, man. Um, but yeah, she immigrated here when she was like 16, 17. And um, she was telling me that like her and her, so, okay, so her and her, all her siblings and stuff, my mom basically ran it down to me. She told me, she was like, she's like, Steven, none of us knew how to be parents. None of us knew. Our parents didn't teach us, didn't teach us how to be parents. And like, and I know you're wondering, like, how does a parent teach a kid how to be a parent? Well, you teach them by doing it. You know what I mean? You teach us, you teach your kid how to be a good parent, how to be a good person by just doing it. You don't, I don't, I don't think you, you, you necessarily need to tell them how to be a good person. Just show them how to be a good person. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like if your kid's a certain way, like either do they have ADHD? Cause like I was going to say if kids certain way, it reflects the parent. And I'm just thinking, well, I was bouncing up and all around the walls. My mom didn't bounce all around the walls. Well, not that I remember because I think I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. Like I've mentioned before. And I'm pretty sure that's why as a kid, my mom would tell me, Te pican las manos, verdad? which means like your hands are itchy, huh? Which means you want to just touch everything. Like, why are you touching everything? Why are you so, why are you so nosy? Why do you want to look at everything? And it's like, well, cause I have ADHD. My attention's bouncing off from the walls and I want to keep myself distracted. A fidget spinner would have been great at that time. What's a little, I get, he's just uh, traveling around. Um, a fidget spinner would have been great at that time. Um, but anyway, so she was telling me, she was like, yeah, like none of us, uh, none of me and my brothers and my sister, none of us knew how to, how to be parents. None of us knew how to, uh, how to love and care for your child. And basically that just comes from, from their upbringing. I mean, my grandma do my grandma do when I hear When I hear stories of, of, of my friends tell me stories of their grandparents and how, Oh, my grandma was so sweet. Oh, my grandparents, they're just, they're they're the nicest people. They were just so, they would give me treats or they would do this and they would just, they're just the best. Okay. My grandma, my grandma was from, she's from El Salvador, born and raised, right? Born and raised. She lives here now because she's really old and we're taking care of her. But raised in El Salvador, survived the Salvadorian Civil War. Had a womanizing husband because cheating was just normal. Um, and I heard my grandma got some too on the side. She's crazy. Um, but also, when you're a parent in El Salvador, especially at that time, your biggest concern isn't, is my kid happy? Is my kid, does my kid like me? Does, oh my God. Is my kid mad at me right now? They don't give a shit about that over there. All they care about is, did you eat? Are you hungry? Are you safe? Are you alive? Cool. I did my job as a parent. Go to bed now. But mom, I want a hug. Can you tell me you love me? No. I'm tired. It's stressed out of living. Go to bed. Like, dude, that's a rough life to be brought up on. And then my poor mom gets me as a child? Fuck. Gets me as a child some ADHD song singing and dancing SOB who later on is like, you didn't tell me you love me enough. And she's just like, fuck, I didn't tell you I loved you enough because my mom never told me she loved me. And then that was perspective. I was like, shit, no wonder, mom. Okay, let's learn together. I love I love you. I love you. I I love you. Let me just walk away. No, it's not that hard. My mom tells me she loves me now. But um, I forgot where this tangent was coming from. Oh, religion. I don't even know where this came from. Is that where this came from? Are you religious? But anyways. Um, but yeah, I just... Uh, we had parents like that. I read a lot of... 
a lot of people could relate probably, right? If your parents are immigrants and you're first generation, like being first generation is just a lot of pressure. First gen, like I, like I felt like I had to go to college, you know, I had to go to college because it was the right thing to do. But also I'm the first, I'm the, I'm my mom's first kid. I had to go to college. I was like, I'm going to go to college and get that degree. I'm going to give it to you because it's useless for me because it was just the music degree. So fuck it. Just a piece of paper for you now, mom. What am I going to do about that now? Keep warm during Corona? Corona, when we just keep warm, burn my diploma and be warm for five seconds. It's not even thick paper. It's not even like durable, fuel fuel efficient paper. It's going to burn so quick. But let's see. Next question. Let's see what comes up. Let me see. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? If I could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would I go? Probably some deserted island. Go somewhere by myself. No COVID, no Corona. And just run around naked. Run around naked in this island, you know what I mean? No one's around, though. No one's around. We're just, I'm just running around naked, swimming, eating fish. Dude, like right now, right now, this is the moment where I should be practicing how to be survivor, man. That's what should be happening right now. I should be on an island somewhere with just a bunch of filming equipment and what's that that just means that wait, if you think about it, Survivor Man could be much more efficient nowadays. Have you ever watched Survivor Man, y'all? Less uh, less Stroud? Is that his name? This mofo, I'm so sorry. Bear Grylls is cool. And, and look, I can't talk shit to any of these guys because I, the fuck put me in the middle of nowhere. I'm not surviving yet. But Bear Grylls, honestly, compared, comparing Bill Grill, Bear Grylls to, to Les Stroud, I'll tell you right now, Les, Les, Les Strauss, Survivor Man. I think I'm saying his name right. Fuck me if I'm not. But anyways, Les Strauss, Survivor Man, he's the shit. He's the shit. I'm so sorry, but the fact that Bear Grylls has a a team with him filming him, I'm so sorry. Lose respect for you right there, my friend, because my boy Survivor Man films all his own shit. So while he's surviving, while he's doing his thing, he's also filming a vlog. It's pretty fucking rad, y'all. It's if you haven't seen Survivor, man, it's one of the most intense shows you could ever watch. So like Les will will so one of the one of his first season episodes was him in the Arctic, I believe, and he was staging a he was staging a an accident. He was staging a, a flight accident. And so how he staged it was that they had the plane there ready, the the the, the wreckage, if you will. And uh and what he did was he then put his hand in a splint to simulate that hey my hands hurt he didn't actually hurt his hand that's ridiculous but he would he put his hand in a splint to simulate hey i'm hurt plane wreck i had to get hurt somehow right come on how do you like you'd be lucky to get out of a plane wreck without a scratch on you so he had that but then he basically shows you how to he took apart the plane ripped off some of the fabric from the wings kept that for for bundle for uh, what's it called for 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 tinder no yeah no for tinder <laughs> No, yeah, for Tinder, yeah, yeah for just, you can burn it. He 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 got some of that so he can burn it, and then he also got some. Uh, what else did my boy get? He also got uh, some fuel from the tank so he could use that to to burn that that new newly found Tinder um, wiring. But but check it out. So the cool part is that he the only equipment he has is one like he'll have one little tool. So maybe it's his multi tool, you know. Or maybe for one episode they got him flint and steel. That's always a that's always a good episode because that means he's not fucking around with fire today. Um, and then he would so whenever so in the show you see him like there's different there's different kinds of shots he'll he'll put through he'll 
<sighs> I need more coffee. That's a good yawn. I need more air. I'm talking too much. <sighs> Have you taken your daily breath? Let's take a breath together right now. Ready, guys? <sighs> All right, fam. So check it out. Um, so on the B-roll where he's like, it's showing, it's showing B-roll footage of him just walking away, right? Just him walking. It's just, it's, it's not footage of him doing anything in particular. It's just him walking. He will set the camera down somewhere, down, looking down a, a straight path, right? And he will then film himself walking away from the camera and then come back and pick up the camera. He'll double back. So, I mean, and also when you think about it, he has nothing else to do. Because he, he puts himself out there for a week. He puts himself out to survive somewhere for a week. The Congo was a crazy place for him to survive. He had to, like, elevate himself so that the bugs didn't get him and whatnot. <sighs> Intense stuff, man. I wouldn't be able to do that. But, see, this is the time to do that, though. This is the time that I'm going to be like, you know what? I need to find myself a, I need to find myself my own survivor, man. And we're going to just, we're going to just, you know, learn. He's going to teach me. She's going to teach me how to do this. I don't really know how to survive. I would love to do that. I would love to be adequate with a bow and arrow. I would love to uh, be able to survive on my own because I don't know. I mean, I feel like people in this country we're just so safe. We're just so safe, and we're so soft, and we're so vulnerable. Like, like right now, all the preppers right now, all those all those end of the world preppers right now, they're just like, eh, I told you, shit was gonna go south soon, and they're ready for it. They they've been ready for it. Oh, sweet wounded Jesus. Oh, was that kind of loud? Whatever. Um, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, that's where I would like to go. Let's see. Uh, who is your role model and why? My role model is myself. I'm just kidding. It's not. I love Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is one of my biggest role models. Why? Because why not? Because homeboy got his own, uh, took his own money, got what $24,000 in credit card debt. Just used a bunch of credit cards to make this happen with $24,000 worth. Ugh. And the man made clerks. The man made one of the most iconic films that's actually in the, what is it, the um, Congressional Library? I think in like the U.S. Congress, like the con- uh, uh, the big, what's that called? The big ass, is that is that what it's called? Congressional, let me see. Let's see what this shit's called. Change it back. No, keep it. Wait, duck, duck, go. Essentials, extent, change, search, use. Yeah, keep it. Don't go back to Google. The Library of Congress. There you go. I'm, I'm stupid. But anyway, so the Library of Congress is, uh, let's see, the Washington, D.C. Library of Congress is the world's largest library and keeper of the nation's most important historical documents. And you want to know something, y'all? You just, you just heard that, right? It is the keeper of the nation's most important historical documents. And Clerks is one of those historical documents. That's right. They keep movies in that shit, y'all. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they keep movies in that. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, oh, hold on. Where am I? Washington, D.C. Clerks. Clarks? No. Clarks. I can't spell today, everyone. I can't. I can't type. I can't do a thing. Let's see. Clerks, there you go. Let me see. Clerks in the Library of Congress. Is that what we have to we have to we have to do that? Let me see. Clerk Library of Congress. Let's see. Yeah, Kevin Smith, uh Clerks. There you go. Clerks was added to the Library of Congress's National Film Registry. So this film that this man made, 
Kevin Smith with $24,000 using unknown actors, his own writing, is one of the best films ever made. My favorite film, just so you know, is All About Eve, a film that's also in black and white, a film that also is very like theatrical in the way it films, but damn, some great core, like camera choreography, whatever you'll call, you'd call it, but some great camera choreo in that movie too. But anyways, I digress. That's who I look up to. Why? Because, yeah, because why not? Because he's the man who taught me that. He's the one who I got that term from. Why not? I mean, it's a term that's been around for a while, but he's the one who I first heard of thinking like, yeah, why not do that? You know what I mean? You want to make some crazy movie about dick jokes in Star Wars? Why not? You go and make that. That's Clerks for you. Have you ever ridden a city bus before? Hell yeah, man. So I went to school <clears throat> from like freshman year until like junior year until I got my car. So I took the school bus, baby. Not the school bus. The public bus, baby. Getting on that 167 at 7 in the morning. Driving it all the way to the Orange Line bus stop on Woodman Station. And then, boom, taking it all the way to good old Birmingham High School. Birmingham High School. Oh, my God, y'all. Are we going to tell the story about Birmingham High School? So Birmingham High School is y'all where it all started. So Birmingham High School is where I started playing, started playing football there. And I played football in middle school. But I started playing football in, in high school. And uh, and uh, I left. I left the team. I left the team. I had a moment though, because here's the thing: I wanted to be a quarterback. Because I, I I had a great I had a I had a great arm. I'm gonna say it. I had a great arm for my age, for like my abilities and whatever. Like I, if you just looked at me, I was the Tom Brady of Birmingham High School. Only because no one believed in me, no one thought of me. But I need to have more self confidence. I know that for sure. But there was a moment. There was a moment because I don't know for some reason the coach was like, "We should make you a linebacker, skinny little." Salvadorian boy, let's make you linebacker. Makes no sense, I know. First time I went for a catch. Not even that. It was a it was a punt return. And they were like, All right, y'all, so uh we need someone to return the punt or a punt a normal punt returner. He isn't here today. Who wants to pick up the mantle? And I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's raise my hand up. I raised my hand, I stood in the back, I swear to God, they kicked it to me. These bastards kicked it to me. Well, I caught the ball. I caught the ball. You bet your ass I caught the ball. And you know what happened? I ran a couple yards up. A certain fellow was coming at me. And I decided to jump right before I got tackled. Sweet wounded Jesus. Coach runs up to me and goes, boy, did you want to die? What are you doing? Why are you jumping? Don't jump when you get hit. First time getting tackled. It was great. But uh, it wasn't meant for me. Uh, quarterback felt like it meant it was meant for me. You know what I mean? I want to be Tom Brady. Come on. Give me a chance, coach. Put me in. Well. Comes the summer of a uh, uh, summer after sophomore year, going into junior, year, and and uh, we had uh, we had a rehearsal rehearsal. Son of a bitch, I said that we had practice. We had practice, everyone. We had practice with the varsity team for the first time. This is when the JV team was finally allowed to go with the varsity team and go practice, go pick your position, do whatever you want. It's like a tryout of sorts for summer summer training. So I decided to go to the quarterbacks i was like you know what i've been linebacker for long enough i want to be quarterback so let's go so i went over to the quarterback station we're doing some regular uh regular patterns right and uh i remember clearly i remember i was throwing to steven zamora another steven but he was a senior and i remember we ran the pat i call i call hike he goes it was just an inside slant i remember it just bop bop i threw it to him Clean pass. Clean pass. Takes off his helmet and goes, who threw that? I look over and I go, I did. I threw the ball. 
And he goes, not bad, not bad. And that was my validation. That's all the validation I needed. Because after that, I said, fuck y'all, I'm leaving. I'm going to go audition for the musical. Y'all are mean. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? I can't deal with this bullshit here in football anymore. I'm going to go audition for the musical. <clears throat> and, dude, I wouldn't have auditioned for the musical if it wasn't from uh, my music teacher, dude, my orchestra teacher. Yeah, man. Uh, I remember I was dropping off a friend. It was, uh, I was dropping off a friend to uh, – so I was dropping them off. Fuck, I can't think right now. I was dropping them off for an audition. And, uh, and uh, I was like, all right, see ya. Have fun. And it wasn't even the audition. This was just the meeting to get the information about the audition. So to get paperwork, to sign up, to know the times, all that good stuff. So I drop her off. I'm walking outside of the NPR, the multi-purpose room. And, um, and Dawkin comes out, my music teacher. He comes out. And he's like, what are you doing? Where are you going? You an audition? You, you auditioning? It's going to be fun. And I'm like, no, nah, Dawkin, I can't. I can't audition. I don't, I don't sing. I can't do that. It's a musical. And he's like, no, man, I'll work with you. It's all right. I'll help you. I'll help you. I will help you audition. Please just audition, audition. And so every nutrition, every lunch before this audition, he would help me. He was on that piano. We were working on my song. I was saying, oh, I was prepping. Was it uh, perfectly? No, honestly, sincere Conrad song. And then also put on a happy face. Albert song. And I remember, dude, I remember, I remember, uh, I remember working with him. Uh, his patience, his uh, his wisdom, just you know, just helping me out with all this, and then comes audition time, baby. Ooh, here comes the audition. Let's go, my first audition. So I walk in, nervous as all hell, and then I get asked to sing "Honestly Sincere." I go up, and I think this was callbacks already. I'm not even sure, but I remember standing up on that stage, and we had the director, the musical director, SM, main auditioners. You know, not, not 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 the people listening and critiquing our auditions, but they were all sitting in the center of the of the of the house, and then and then uh, the left side of the house was was the spot for all the all the other auditioners, all the other auditionees, all the other fuckers who were auditioning with me. Anyways, so I'm up there about to sing honestly sincere, and yo, the worst thing happens the worst thing happens at the end of the song it's like a nice little honestly sincere and it's like this nice beautiful e it's a beautiful it's a beautiful just nice little rock and roll song it's cute my voice cracks at the end of that note because at that point not nah, singing what i haven't practiced yet but I, my voice cracked man and everyone started laughing all the people auditioning swan the director she had a nice little laughing you know what fuck it so did i i was like i'm gonna laugh this off because i am not about to just let this embarrass me so that passes and then i get back up there to sing put on a happy face and then uh Dawkin later on told me that after i sang my song she whips her head around looks at Dawkin and, and asks since when can steven sing I don't know, Swan. That's a good question. Since when can Steven sing? Since Dawkins helped him out, that's since when. But uh, long story short, man, I got the lead in that musical. It was a good time. Uh, why not? You know what I mean? You have to just go try things. Have fun. Don't be afraid to fuck up. Don't be afraid to have your voice crack. Let your voice crack. Laugh it off. Laugh at yourself. That's important right there. We need to learn how to laugh at ourselves. If we... We take ourselves way too seriously, don't we? We take ourselves way too seriously. Let's laugh at ourselves a little bit. 
If we fall or stumble, let's laugh it off. Let's shrug it off. As the song says, pick yourself off, dust yourself off, start all over again. Come on. Well, anyways, that seems to have been uh, a great show right there. What are we at? 43 minutes over here? Almost 45. Feels pretty good. Um, so let's see. Uh, stand, uh, stay tuned, man. Stay tuned for this show. We're going to grow. We're going to stay consistent. Uh, I want you to, uh, listeners, please email me at the podcasts email at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get a Twitter for this. I just want to, I want to communicate with the audience. Just oh, turn on the Xbox. That was too soon. Um, but I want to communicate with the audience. I want to know what's going on with your lives. I want to know what projects y'all are working on. Uh, and I want to say, why not do it? Even if it's just an idea you have, why not? Like my friend, Cassie, Cassie, shout out Cassie. She just finished writing a play. We're going to read it soon. We're going to have a read through. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to read this thing out. And already, already she was telling me like, oh, I don't, she was like doubting herself. And I was like, no, Cassie, don't doubt yourself, girl. You wrote something. That's something. I have, I, have I written shit? I haven't written anything. I'll tell you right now. I'm a little scared to write because I don't have that confidence, that self-confidence that what I'm going to write, I'm going to love. And I, I don't give a shit about the doubts. I don't give a shit about people's opinions. I'm just going to write this for me. And Cassie did that. So, hey. Kudos to you, Cassie. You wrote something. You made something. And I want to know what everyone else is making. I want to share it. Let's all live together, y'all, because we can't live without one another, especially during this time. Us creatives got to stick together or else we're going to fall apart. Um, well, that's it. That's the uh, that's the end of the show. <laughs> the end. <laughs> no, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Um... But yeah, take care of yourselves, fam. I'll see you on Monday. Don't forget, Monday through Friday, you'll get the podcast. Saturday, Sunday are for me and the Lord. Um, and by the Lord, I mean Warzone. I got to go to war. Um, but yeah, I'll be. Uh, I'll see you all on Monday. Take care of yourselves. And don't forget, you are enough. You are more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. All right? All right, take care, fam. Bye.